Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada, here on the Truckers Podcast Saturday evening show. So come out and join me. Pull up a chair, sit on a sofa, sofa, get your favorite beverage, and come on out and join me. and gentlemen how is everybody doing this fine saturday evening so let's get those thank yous out there to all our essential workers our frontline workers our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics and our police and our fire departments I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And of course, thank you to all my listeners and my guests and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. I believe that this is my 100th and third show with well over 3,000 downloads. I'm really happy about that. I thank all of you for taking the time to listen to the Truckers Podcast. And of course, always, that my guests and call-ins are always available to you. You're more than welcome to call in and talk to me live. All I ask is that you be respectful. And of course, you're more than welcome to text in. And we can have a discussion that way. I will try to keep my eye on my monitor as much as possible as I am looking at the stories on my laptop. So I hope everybody has had a great Saturday. So far, it was a nice sunny day, but it was really cool. Tomorrow's going to be just wet and rainy and windy, but that's fall time, you know. So lucky we don't have any snow just yet, but that's coming at some point in time. So, wow, what a week, what a week. I hope everybody had a safe week. I hope everybody was out there doing what they're supposed to be doing by following these mandated rules. They're for your own good, good for everybody. So, Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, let's just get on with the show here. So I was just going through some articles today. And um, 
Um, I don't know. You know, this election in the United States, um, I don't know if uh, Trump himself or his supporters, I don't know if they got the memo, you know, that Trump lost the, the election. I don't know if anybody's got some extra memos out there that says you're fired. Maybe you can pass them out to the, the Trump supporters out there. You know, maybe, you know, actually give one to, to Trump as well. Maybe give it to somebody that knows Trump and just pass it on to him that you're fired. You know, you lost the election. Grow the hell up. Stop acting like a child. You know, nothing's going to change, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing's going to change in this election. You know, it's done to put it's over. And I see that Donald Trump is still doing nothing to help you with uh, COVID-19. You know, what's, what's it up to today? You know, 242,000 Americans have died from this. This COVID-19. I'm looking at a photo right now here, too. These are the Trump supporters. No social distancing, no mask wearing. And you wonder why you have over 10 million people infected and you wonder why you have 242,000 Americans dead. How could that be? You know, a lot of plain ignorance. I look at it like that. You know, that's what you get for, you know, that's what you get for, for uh, you know, for those people who, who listen to Trump. I'm not saying every American listens to Trump. I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of smart Americans out there that thinking, holy cow, man, this is going to be bad. You know, I hope I don't get COVID-19. You know, unbelievable. So is so all the supporters come out, you know, um, you know, this was in Washington, D.C., tens of thousands of the 72 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump showed up on his doorstep Saturday, urging the president's efforts to subvert the results of last week's election. That is absolutely impossible. Absolutely impossible. Now, especially now with Donald or Biden has taken Arizona. It's over. It's done. Like I said, it's done. No social distancing, no mask wearing. And let's see what happened here. You know, oh, the police cordoned off an enormous swath of downtown Washington, D.C. from the White House to Capitol Hill steering an endless caravan of Make America Great Again. Uh, devotees down, down provincial, uh, Pennsylvania Ave to their ultimate destination outside of the U.S. Supreme Court. It's not even going to get to the U.S. Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen. They're not even going to take that, you know, Donald Trump is out there, oh, man, oh, this, is, this, is, this, this election was rigged. You know, voter fraud by the numbers. 
Oh, but wait a minute, that, that was only in the blue state. So all those Democrats were all fraudulent. Not the red states, God forbid that happened. No, just the blue states. You know, all these mail-in ballots, you know, complaining that they arrived three days after the election day, and they're all postmarked for the for the third of the of, of the uh, for the election. So they're all able to be be counted. God forbid if that happened in the red states. You know, I'm not saying all Republicans are like that. I'm pretty sure that there's probably some Republicans out there that are saying, yeah, you know what, we lost. Okay, let's move on. You know, that's the way it goes. And some of those Republicans are smart enough to realize that there is no voter fraud. That everything is, is legit. And you know, Donald Trump, from the onset of the election, that the only way that he would lose his election if there was voter fraud. You know, when he starts doing this, you know, all the election officials are saying, yeah, well, we're gonna make sure that's not gonna happen. We are going to make sure that everything is correct. The I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. And it's going to be a fair election. Donald Trump did this to himself. You know, leading up to the weekend, it was unclear whether the event promoted on social media in recent days under various names would attract many participants or even go ahead at all. Well, of course, Donald Trump supporters like that, of course, it's going to go ahead. You know, they're not going to wear masks, they ain't going to social distance. They're going to be super spreaders amongst them. You know, a lot of people are probably going to get COVID out of that in Washington, D.C. But hours before the march was scheduled to begin, a few blocks from the White House, it was clear from the number of people already uh, filling the streets that turnout would not be a problem. People drove from Florida because we knew everybody was coming. A real estate, a real estate entrepreneur from Jacksonville who spent 13 hours in the car to go to DC. You know, Florida was one of the hot spots. It probably still is one of the hot spots with the COVID-19 raging through your country. You know, uh, Trump's uh, detractors um, who are legion um, in a notoriously liberal city that voted for Democrat Joe Biden by a margin of more than 90% also came out to enforce to rain abuse down the mega crowd, which really doesn't help matters, you know. I mean, I hope they were social distancing wearing masks. Throughout the morning, a steady parade of Trump supporters ran the gauntlet to Black Lives Matter Plaza, hollow ground for social justice crusaders, where counter protesters were busy urging the president 
to pack up and leave. That's what he needs to do. He needs to get his little, his little, you know, his little suitcase, you know, put his, his toothpaste in there, his toothbrush, his little comb. Oh, don't forget his spray on tan stuff. You got to get that in there. You want to leave that behind, you know, so he can still spray his tan on. You know, you know, get his get his little blankie. You know, probably like Winnie the Pooh or something like that. He carries around with him. You know, he want, he doesn't want to forget his little blankie. You know, on Pennsylvania Avenue, a solitary protester in a mask showing support for Biden and Vice President Elect Mrs. Harris fronted them mostly maskless Trump crowd with profanities, insults, and middle fingers. Ah, you know what? You know, that's kind of ridiculous. You know? I mean, just say, hey, look, you lost, get over it. You know? So, whenever one came too close, she cowered mockingly. I don't want to catch COVID. Well, I wouldn't want to catch COVID. I don't want these guys coming around here. You know, around me without wearing a mask and social distancing. On at least two occasions, the tensions boiled over. Police uh, uh, detained a man in a, in a Black Lives Matter t-shirt after profoundly, you know, laced altercations with a Trump supporter who accused him of, of grabbing her hair um, as she passed. Well, I'd be kind of pissed off too. And outside the Supreme Court, Trump's loyalists got into a shoving match with a lone person chanting USA, USA to down to drown out his his his, uh, his, his protests. But it's okay for you, you know, the little boys in red, you know, did you put your big boy pants on today? You know, all you demonstrators out there, Trump supporters, did you have your big boy pants on? You know, the mummy say, make sure you get your big boy pants on. You can go out there. You know, the Americans who continue to support Trump, you know, said because they see him as an alien defending their, their closely guarded freedoms, freedoms they believe are, are under assault in a, in, a, in a year defined by the COVID pandemic. Well, your freedoms aren't really under assault. You know, when there, when there is a public health crisis, um, the law comes into play. And yeah, no, it's not against your freedom and liberty. So, you know, same thing here, you know, here in Canada, you know, all the democracies, all the countries out there who are democracy, no, it's not against your freedom or religion. So you need to get that through your thick skulls. There's always going to be things that need to be corrected and worked on, but it takes all of our freedom away. Now, none of us are willing to stand out, stand for that, she said. Yeah, well, you know what? Hope you don't get COVID. Unbelievable. You know, Trump himself put in an appearance earlier in the day directing the presidential motorcade through the downtown core uh, past uh, throngs of supporters 
um, before heading to Virginia for yet another day of golf. Jeez, isn't he still the president of the United States? How you doing, Henrik? Thank you for joining me. It's uh, the Trucker Podcast, obviously, and Doug, your host. Thank you for coming out. I was just talking out here about, uh, you know, just, just thousands of people, you know, um, protesting, um, you know, the, the election um, in the United States that, you know, what, you know, it's over. It's, you know, I don't know what people, I don't know what people don't get. I don't know what people don't understand. You know, yes, you lost, get over it. That's the way it is in the, in the election. You know, they're out there by the thousands. Not wearing a mask, not social distancing. And you wonder why in the United States that you have well over 10 million people infected. And you wonder why you have 242,000 people dead. And you wonder why you have 100,000 plus cases on a daily basis. And then you scream bloody murder because it's against your freedoms and liberty. I don't know, people out there got to get your priorities straight here. Really do. You know, you know, Trump was out making an appearance today, you know, in his little motorcade going through the downtown core, you know. But he was on his way to the golf course in Virginia. And yet, he's still president until the 20th of January. But golf is more important to him. Gotta go golfing. We got millions of people out of work. We got a quarter of a million people dead. And Donald Trump's going golfing. Well, then you have Joe Biden, or not, uh, not Joe Biden, uh, Pence, you know, Donald Trump's sidekick, his little puppet. You know, he sits on the Corona, on the, on the Corona task force. Where is he? You know, he's at home. You know, got his little jammies on, tweeting here and there. You know, but he's not working on anything. Not working on anything, trying to get, you know, priority straight out there, you know, as a vice president. You know, when the president goes golfing, the vice president is supposed to step up. You know, but uh, Pence, you know, he, he's nowhere to be found. You know, I mean, you still have a job to do, right? I mean, Joe Biden, you know, he doesn't take over to January the 20th, so you still have a job to do. You know, Donald Trump, Pence, you know, Dumb and Dumber, you know, the, the two of them, you know, what a pair. You know, and of course, um, the issues that Trump's campaign and his, al and his allies have pointed out 
were are, are typical in every in every elections. Problems with signatures, sec, uh, secrecy envelopes, and postmarks in the mail that in ballots, as well as the potential for a small number of ballots miscast, uh, miscast and lost. You know, with Biden leading Trump by a wide margin in key battleground states, none of these issues would have any impact on the outcome of the election. None whatsoever. And like I said before you came on the show, I mean, didn't Donald Trump get the memo? You know, didn't his supporters get the memo? Somebody lost the memo. You know, I don't have it. I don't have the memo. It's not under my desk. It's not under my chair. It's not on my fax machine. I don't have it. Someone needs to get the memo out to them that this election is over. You know, it's just a matter of when, you know, Donald Trump is going to, you know, stop his, his tantrums that he's having. You know, crazy stuff, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and then you have um, elected officials who sit on the task force when it comes to the American and the Canadian borders. And, oh, yeah, you know, we would like to see, you know, um, the border open, you know, for, you know, loved ones who haven't seen each other on either side of the border you know, because we have family living on both sides of the border. And uh, we may have family members on either side of the border who may be um, sick and stuff like that. And, you know, oh, we should be opening up the border. Nah, it's not gonna happen. You know, November 21st is the, is the, extent, is the um, next extension of the border closure. And of course, a couple of days before that, you know, let's see, November the 19th, it will be announced again that the border will be kept closed. It's only for essential workers and truckers so that the flow of goods can keep going back and forth between each country. Our borders are closed land, air, and sea. And they will remain that way for as long as it takes. And yes, everybody's hurting. All sectors, we're all hurting. Every sector of employment is hurting. You know, but somehow, and I know, you know, and I get it. I, there's, I know there's a lot of Americans over there in the United States who are trying to do the right things and who are doing the right things. And you have, you know, people who are just restless. Same thing here in Canada. Same thing. A lot of Canadians are trying to do the right things and others are not. And I don't know what part you don't get about COVID-19. I really don't know what part you don't get. 
you know, it's always about my, my liberties and my freedom. You know, we have a public health crisis. You know, a world public health crisis. And yet the mandated rules that are, are um, set upon us, somehow that's against your liberties and freedoms. When in fact, and I've said this from time and time again, the, the, uh, the medical officers, the federal government, the provincial government, these restrictions can be imposed. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I don't like it, but I'm dealing with it and I'm putting up with it. I go out there every day. I go to work because I drive a truck. I drive a transport. I go out there every day when I go, you know, I come home from work and I have to go to the grocery store. I have to pick something up at the drugstore. I got to put that mask on. So simple. Just a simple thing to do. And then I walk into the store that I'm going to. They got the hand sanitizer right there and I sanitize my hands really well. I know what I'm going to get, I know what I want, and I go to where it is, I get it, I pay for it, and I leave. And then I come home, and I enjoy the rest of my evening. You know, it, it's really easy to do, ladies and gentlemen, social distancing, you know? Right now, it's a good thing to stay away from humans. Other humans, it's a, good, it's a good thing to do right now. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. You know, not to gather in large groups. See, up here in Canada, uh, back, uh, it was just before Halloween, a group of students in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, and some students from Ontario went there too to this party. And um, yeah, they got busted. You know, 114 students are facing a $1,000 fine. Now on Halloween, there was a party here in London, Ontario, where I live. There was well over 200 students. So the organizers of this party, and there were two of them, and there were students, they were students, um, they are facing a $10,000 fine. So you wanna go out and you wanna risk your, 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 uh, yourself, your health, and you want to be the one out there to promote this, you know, and then potentially facing a $10,000 fine. Because that's what it is. And then, you know, uh, there was one here. I was looking at it. 
I put it on here. I don't know if I scroll down far enough. No, that's not that one. That's not that one. That's not that one. Oh, there it is on the very bottom. Maybe I should have put my glasses on if I would have seen it. So, here we go. You know, Manitoba, Canada. You know, fines issued in Manitoba as more than 100 protesters gathered in Steinbach to, pro to protest the COVID-19 restrictions. You know, less than an hour after the Manitoba announced its highest single day jumping COVID-19 deaths, You know, a lot of people started to gather about the restrictions implemented in Manitoba this week. You know, so now people get fined. And even, you know, with the with with restrictions that are that are going on um, here in Ontario, where I live, um, they are going to a tiered um, color code with um, with uh, green meaning that you're good, yellow, orange, and red. So, you know, with 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 the uh, with the yellow, I had that up. I had that up earlier. I had that up earlier today, and it is this one here shouldn't be too hard to find. Uh, let me see. That one. Hmm. Oh, this one here. I think this one here explains it when we talk about, yeah, this is the one here. So, so we're here in Ontario, we are using the, uh, the green, the yellow, the orange, and the red. And these are tiered restrictions. So being in the green, so we're talking about weekly um, incidence rate less than 10 per 100,000 people, two meter space between tables in restaurants and bars, performance allowed in bars and restaurants, minimum or maximum 50 people, um, and indoor exercise classes and, and, and workout areas. That's the green zone. So starting Sunday, tomorrow at 12.01 a.m., the city that I live in, London, Ontario, uh, this is with weekly incidence rates 
10 to uh, 39.9% of 100,000 people, um, bars and restaurants can open only until midnight. So stop serving alcohol at 11 p.m. And three meter space per person in exercise classes and in weight rooms. Um, right now, it is uh, we can only have six at a table if, if you're sitting uh, in the bar. And we've been doing that. We've been doing that for a while, anyways. You know. And then the orange um, would be a weekly um, incident rate of uh, of forty. The 99.9% of 100,000 people, um, 50 person indoor limit for restaurants, bars, bars, restaurants must close by 10 p.m. And fitness facilities must screen patrons. We're doing that already. Even in the fitness sense, we're doing that already. We're doing that where people are, are going to, uh, you know, get your hair cut. Um, all the bars and restaurants here in the city of London where I live, they are doing that already. Right? Give your name and your number and your phone number. We're, we're doing, we're, we're, we've done that already. Now we get to the red zone. Weekly incidents rate 100 or more per 100,000 people. Now this would be 10 person indoor limit for restaurants and bars, 10 person indoor limit in gyms, exercise classes, no more than 25 for outdoor classes and closed mall food courts. That's one step away from a shutdown. So you really don't wanna get into the red zone and we have areas here in Ontario that are in the red zone and that's the city of Toronto the Peel region I think it's the York region and I still think it's Ottawa that are still um, in the red zone Manitoba is moving into I guess they're moving into the red zone um, as well so they're gonna see what I just said about the red zone or the restrictions that's going to be imposed on the, the province of, of Manitoba. So I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, did we just become more relaxed? You know, have we increased our bubble? You know, are, are we, you know, just thinking that, you know, this is like, there's like, there's no pan, uh, pandemic going on. Like everybody else, I mean, you think for one second that you think that the government enjoys that? No, they don't. The healthcare professionals do not enjoy this either. I mean, look at the pressure that we could be, you know, putting on our doctors and nurses in the hospital, putting them at risk. 
as we see caseloads go up. I mean, by by all means, we're not any anywhere near what the United States is or or um, United Kingdom. Nowhere is near any of those places that have these high rates of cases and continue and continuing to be going up and just out of out of uh, control. I mean, how can you have, I think it was Friday, uh, the United States, 136,000 new cases in a single day. Why? You know, and then, you know, you look at, um, you know, the American Thanksgiving that's coming. You know, are people are are people going uh, to travel? Are people are just going to gather like there isn't a pandemic going on and putting each other at risk? I mean, I come from a large family, and we have a large extended family, and on our Thanksgiving back in in October. It was my oldest brother, myself, and our mom and dad. That's it. All the other family members, they all stayed home. I have family members that live in Kitchener. I have family members, extended family that live in St. Thomas, which is only a half hour from where I live. They didn't go to their brothers and sisters house and have a big family, big family gathering and any of that too. They stayed amongst their home who was in their house and that's it. It's not, I mean, look, I mean, it's not a lot to ask. I think, you know, I think you you can agree with me with that there, Henrik. I'm pretty sure you can agree with me with that. It's not hard to do. And then we got Christmas coming up. You know, all over the world. People celebrate Christmas. We can't have these large gatherings. I mean, for the sake of your family, you know, your grandparents, your parents, yourself, your brothers and sisters, your friends. We just take a moment and take a step back and think about that. We don't want to keep putting people at risk. Yes, our numbers are up here in Canada. You know, I think we're over, I think we're over the 200,000 mark, you know, in, in the entire country. You know, Ontario, um, where I reside, and the province of Quebec, we're the two provinces that have the most cases. Well, Ontario is the largest province in Canada. 
and Quebecus and Exlar. And we have the most cases between the two of them. This is this this pandemic is going it has been going on what for about nine months now. We had a pretty reasonable summer. I mean, leading up to the summer, I mean, we really, you know, we really cracked down. You know, because at one point it looked like, um, you know, coming, you know, into into June and, and into, into July, we didn't know, you know, if if the private um, cottage properties were be able to open up. You know, because you know we were we were going to go um, to the place that we love to go to every summer for for a week, and you know that was up in the air for a while. But things turned out; our numbers dropped considerably low, and things were be able to open up. All the provincial parks were be able to open up. And, you know, people could go to their trailer, people could go to their cottage. We could go to the, the, uh, the cottage resort that we go to every single summer, you know, for the past 25 years. We got, to, we got, to, we got that in, so that was great. And then all of a sudden it's just, I'm, I mean, did we just start to lose focus? Afterwards, we got out there, we had our fun. For those who are able to go back to work, we go back to work. And then, I don't know, I mean, we lost our way somehow. You know, out, out, the, out west in, in British Columbia, they, they've been really having a, you know, a difficult time. You know, with cases going up, you know, and in, um, of course, now Manitoba, you know, Alberta, you know, um, they're looking at other restrictions, you know, it's like that. You know, the last thing what the government wants to do is have a shutdown. That's the last thing on their mind. So we're trying it different ways, and hopefully that these different ways work you know using the these these um these these colored tiered um i don't know what you want to call it but you know using the green the yellow the orange and the red you know it gives you something to think about it gives you something to think about well you know what i really you know i really don't want to even move to the yellow you know, because bars will have to close at 11 or stop serving alcohol at 11 and close by midnight. You know, we want to be able to stay in the green because we want to help our local businesses. When you think, we're, we, a lot of people are facing a lot of hard times. You know, our government here, our federal government here in Canada, you know, uh, with the aid 
uh, package that they have put together is, is extended until next summer. And we'll see when that time comes where we stand. But we have to start doing the right things now as we're moving through um, the fall. And then we're getting into winter. You know, they haven't even talked about opening up the ski resort. They haven't even talked about opening up the outdoor skating rinks, which we have uh, two outdoor rinks here in the city of London. They've been doing since I was a kid. You know, they decorated. Uh, Victoria Park in downtown London, which is just a centerpiece of, of the city. All the lighting, you know, all the Christmas decorations. And, 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 and every year, you know, before this pandemic, hundreds of people would be downtown for this baby bend of lighting on the lake. In the first time in its history, nobody was there because they would have the skating rink open already. They would have bands playing. And none of that happened. But you can go downtown and, and you can check out the lights. So I'm hoping, you know, next Saturday, I'm hoping, you know, next Saturday, you know, I can uh, uh, get over to see the grandkids, get them in the car, go down to Victoria Park, and, and, and see the lights. That I like to do, you know, every year. But when you have people, I mean, I, from all walks of life, and for whatever reasons, for whatever what you think is a cause, you know, to get out there and march around and not wear any mask and not social distance, you know, because all these rules are just, you know, are bad, you know, it depends your your liberties and freedoms. No, you really, you know, you really need to give your head a shake. Honest to God, you do. You know, I'm tired of this just like everybody else. You know, we just have to hold on. Because nobody has a magic potion. Nobody has a magic wand. Nobody has magic words to make this pandemic disappear. Yes, scientists around the world are working on it, are working on that vaccine. Remember, that's what it is. It's only a vaccine. It's not a cure. Like the vaccine for the flu. There's no cure for the flu. This vaccine that's hopefully coming by springtime, You know, it may be something that you might have to get once a year, just like the flu shot. 
to part to protect ourselves. But what's coming next, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, and where is it coming from? What's the next pandemic? You know, we hope to God there isn't another pandemic. You know, we we beat off uh, the uh, mirrors. Uh, there was a couple other um, viruses floating around. You know, um, thank God they didn't turn into a pandemic. This should never have happened. This should never have happened. And yet, here we are. Who do we have to blame for this? The Chinese government. That's who we have to blame for this, of their recklessness, of their ignorance, of trying to hide this from the world. Allowing their people to kill whatever animals, animals they want to eat. Because you know what, the Chinese government, I mean, they don't want to feed their people. You know, they, they allow these wet markets. At some point in time, something bad was going to come out of it. And look where we are. I mean, the whistleblowers in China were condemned for being whistleblowers, and they died of COVID-19. So, I mean, is it now we have to, you know, watch China more closely? Maybe the Middle East we have to watch more closely. Maybe other, um, you know, not so lucky countries like Canada, the United States, and Europe, and the rest of the world in democracy. We have to watch the rest of these countries out there that, that could potentially spread a virus. The world didn't ask for this. Economically, you know, it's not good. It's not good all over the place. Before all this happened, you know, we had a pretty good economy. And the federal government here in Canada is spending billions, billions of, do of dollars in aid to help Canadians. No, it's not free money, it's taxable. But I can't say enough. I mean, I can't say enough for the federal government and, and the provincial government that our Prime Minister of Canada was out there every single day in front of that microphone and in announcing what he and the cabinet and all the ministers and even the other parties, even the Conservative Party, the NDP party, you know, 
all these parties work together to get these these bills passed and get this aid out to all Canadians. That's how a, democ a democracy works, ladies and gentlemen. They put aside the, their their differences and they come together and they get the job done. Where's the financial aid for 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 Americans? Well, I don't know. Donald Trump's using it to go golfing. That's where he is. He's in Virginia golfing. Pence, I don't know where Pence is. He's somewhere. He's, he sits on the task force for the for the for the coronavirus. He's nowhere to be found. You know, Joe Biden doesn't take office until January the 20th. And things are just about ready. Things are just about ready to get a, a lot far more worse for Americans. And somehow your election was fraudulent. I mean, those people out there that follow that bullshit, I mean, give your head a shake. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for taking the time out and joining me here. And also, let's get those thank yous out there to our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors, and our nurses. And oh, by the way, about our doctors and nurses, I mean, if we don't get our shit together, just think of what we're doing to them. All the pressure we're putting onto them and the risk we are putting them in. But thank you to our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And of course, thank you to my listeners, my guests and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. And without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we will rock out the rest of the Truckers Podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Have a good night. Stay safe, stay safe, and thank you.